DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. I congratulate you, Hall of Famers. So honored to be in the presence of radio royalty. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. This is a big deal. Big deal. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. We love y'all, man. Thank you for being the people's champs. Probably the greatest. I'll drill y'all. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 yo. Listen, I wasn't sure if Envy was here or not. Yesterday I tried to start the show. I didn't know he was on the line from Atlanta. But as you can see, it's the Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee. The guys are not here yet. But I'm here. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to have an amazing show today. I don't know who's on. Do we have any guests? No? Okay, no guests this morning. So it's just going to be us talking to you this morning. Uh, no, I can guarantee these guys are going to walk in together. They're going to tell us something about traffic or something like that. And then, yes, so we'll get it started. But yesterday I had a nice long day. I actually am opening this coffee shop in Brooklyn. So I was there yesterday uh, doing a segment for ABC News, kind of doing a walkthrough and um, talking about business and being an entrepreneur and how how to start a business. And then another thing that I did yesterday that was really exciting was if you guys ever watch Unsung on TV One, I am I was being interviewed to talk about Moni Love, Moni in the Middle. So that was pretty exciting for me because she was somebody that I really looked up to when I was young. And so sometimes I look back at all the things that I've accomplished and can't believe that I've met some of the people in my life that I used to watch on television and listen to on the radio. So it's like a full circle moment for me. But yes, so let's get it started on a Tuesday. So today we are gonna be doing front page news. Uh, We'll be talking about a story that I found interesting. This was in Ohio. And we'll talk about a black woman and a white woman, same crime. Actually, one crime was even worse than the other, but two different sentences for them. We'll talk about it. It's the same judge that actually sentenced both of these women, and it was only one day apart. So I'm sure you can guess what happened. So front page news is up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Thanks for joining us, DJ Envy. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. You know if it's garbage day, you got to get the garbage out. I had garbage day, too, and I was here on time. I had to get all the garbage out myself Why did you do that the night before? I should have did it the night before, but I fell asleep. So I had to get it out this morning. And then, of course, when you leave, you have no gas in the car. So it's either... Who said, of course, when you leave? That's 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 usually when you... That's why you don't plan to get to work right on time, sir. Okay, if you're on time, you're late. You're right. Now it's late. Happens to the best of us. But let's get in some front page (laughs) news. (laughs) Where we starting, ye? All right, well, I do want to start with this story that I found uh, crazy. Now, this happened in Ohio. So it's two women, right? And they had one crime was actually worse than the other. So I'm going to tell you the two different crimes and the two different sentences. Okay. So on August 2nd, Debbie Bosworth pleaded no contest. It was 22 counts of theft in office, tampering with records and money laundering. They discovered she embezzled more than $238,000 over the span of 20 years. Okay. So the judge uh, did, uh, they asked for her to get sentenced to prison. How much did you say? $238,000. Okay. She did write a check for $100,000 to repay part of her debt when this whole scheme was uncovered. All right, now, I just want to point it out there that she is a white woman, and they decided that they were just going to give her two years of probation. The very next day, 
The same district attorney, assistant district attorney who prosecuted uh, Bosworth recommended a prison sentence for another woman, a former school secretary, Carla Hopkins. She stole $40,000. She's black, right? Yes, from Maple Heights High School. Mm -hmm. And it was the same exact court. The judge was a white man. And she pleaded guilty, by the way. She was only charged with one count of theft in office. She already had found a new job, completed an inpatient program for her gambling addiction, her life, right? promised to repay the money that she stole. And she was facing, um, yeah, so she ended up getting sentenced to prison how while much, the other women time? just got probation. And how much time? Uh, she ended up getting 18 months. And what was the explanation for this? There's no explanation. That, see, in, I... I, I what can you do about that, right? Is is this is the courtroom? Is the different judges the same judge? But he he does. Different and you know what? It's so crazy. The prosecutor actually wanted a sentence of between nine and twelve months, but instead the judge sentenced her to eighteen months in prison, six more than they even requested. That don't make sense. So, so just imagine that one day apart, the black woman ended up getting more prison time. Well, prison time period. And she stole less money, agreed to pay all that money back, already had a brand new job, did this over a shorter period of time, and the white woman actually ended up just getting probation. And what can we do? What what, what can happen in that situation? Can you appeal? Because it's a, a different judge or, you know, what, what can you do in that situation? Uh, I mean, I would hope that you should be able to appeal, but imagine that she's going to end up going to jail. And they said nationwide black people convicted of crimes receive 20% longer sentences yeah, than racism. similarly situated whites who commit the same offenses. That is racism. And that's the reason why a lot of people, when, when, when we get convicted or we get locked up, we plea out because we know that they're going to give us a lot harsher times than anybody else. Well, she pleaded guilty. Yeah, well, she pleaded and, guilty, right? Yeah, so. All right, now let's talk about this Lambda variant that we're starting to hear more about as this pandemic is continuing. You know, we already know that Delta has been taking over, but they're saying that the Lambda variant is still a lot more rare in the United States. It's not as worrisome as the Delta variant right now, but early studies do suggest that it has mutations that make it more transmissible than the original strain of coronavirus. They said it's difficult to know for certain how transmissible it is, how well the vaccines work against it, but so far it seems Lambda is more transmissible. And they're saying that studies do show that available vaccines do remain protective for now. So just giving y'all some updates in case you start hearing about this Lambda variant. And they're starting to say a lot more children are getting COVID, too. So just be careful. Keep an eye on your kids. One one of my daughters, uh, I, I gave her two tests in the last uh, 10 days because she had a fever. She was coughing. Uh, and we couldn't figure out why. We was like, this is just weird. They said maybe it's a summer cold. Uh, but that wasn't the case. And then uh, yesterday we figured it out. She had an air infection. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we, she was like, her air her started hurting. And we was like, that's probably what it was. And when we took it to the doctor yesterday, it was an air infection. But just keep a, a close monitor on, on all your kids at all times. I mean, because a lot of kids are catching COVID in, in their camps, in their schools. You know, continue to keep, to keep them to tell them to wear their mask on because it's just want to be careful. All right. All right. And that's your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. It's L.A. L.A., what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man, I want to uh, add on a comment of uh, what you were saying about the injustice of how uh, a judge can overrule, overturn the uh, prosecutor's uh, decision on how long someone's sentence. A black person is treated way worse than a white person, especially in that situation. Talk to me. Oh, man, yes. I got treated, actually, 
a few years back, I got caught. Well, I just say I got pulled over at a traffic stop, mm-hmm. and my 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 pistol license was ten days expired. Oh damn! And right, right. So long story short, they were supposed to issue me a ticket and send me on my way, but the uh, the police they actually arrested me. They put me in jail for three days, and when they arrested me, one of the officers he kept my uh my driver my all my information, my driver's license, and he held it from me. And then when I got back, by me being in the system already, they was already trying to give me two years, try, uh, two, two years for lock, locking me up for two years. And they were supposed to just issue me a ticket. What, what was that at? In, in what, what state was that? It's uh, Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Oh, Detroit, yeah. I mean, and I'm glad you said that because now I'm going to check my license to make sure mine ain't expired. It's just something that you don't look at. Like, I don't look when my driver's right. license expired. I definitely don't look up when my gun permit is expired. It's just, you just don't think about it. But mm-hmm. now that you said that, I'm definitely going to look. Because if you'd have been yeah, in New York, they would have locked you up. Mm-hmm. You'd have been, you probably had oh, to yeah. sit for a year. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, and luckily, um, I have some people that was down, you know, that, that works inside the, uh, uh, Frank Murphy uh, building, mm-hmm. and actually they kind of they saved me because they kept on uh, prolonging it, prolonging it, trying to send me to trial, kind of trying to send me to trial. And I was just like, I already paid my bond. And when I was in there for those three days, everybody when they came down reading the sentence for the people who uh, that was already locked up in there with me, they was like, okay, you've been caught with uh, X amount of little weed, and this is a, your bond to get out is two hundred dollars, and you've been caught with this, yours is three hundred dollars. But when they got to me, and I never, mm-hmm. never been locked up before. They say, all right, uh, such such. long story short, uh, for you to get out today, you got to pay $2,000. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. It was, it was ridiculous, man. But, but you're right. That, them court systems are really messed up. Thank you for calling, brother. Hello, who's this? What's up, man? It's Kareem. Kareem, what up? Get it off your chest. Bro, I'm feeling what you and Andrew said this morning, man, about the courts, man. And, and you know, the minister has spoke, too, about us getting our own land and, and, and things like that so this stuff wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, it seems a little far-fetched, but it's really the key to our survival. We got to get our own stuff, man, get our own court systems, man, because we can't win this way. Right. Yeah, and, and, and I think I think they try to set us up, too. Like, you know, um, now, I did do the crime. Like, I stole something, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, what? you know, when I was in college, I stole something, and uh, they gave me... Uh, seven years, I think it was, or ten years probation. Now, think about it. This is the first time I ever did anything. Where was this, in Virginia? It was in Virginia. They gave me ten years probation. Now, within those ten years, if I'd have got arrested for anything, they would have sent me to jail for petty larceny. Petty larceny is stealing anything under $250. Now, to me, that was a setup to make sure that I go back into the system. Like, ten years, nothing, you know what I mean, which is is scary. Yeah. I mean, we got to think like that, man. We got to start thinking. Like, the minister always say, get your own stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's separation time. That's the key to our survival, bro. Absolutely. Well, have a good hey, morning, brother. Can I plug my business real quick, man? Go ahead, bro. Check out GI Green Clean. Uh, it's a black-owned business, military-based, and we clean. We do COVID cleaning, fogging. We do pressure washing, and we do maid service. And where you where you based out of? We're based out of Virginia and Georgia. Okay. okay. All right, brother. BIGreenClean.com. All right, man. Have a good one. Be blessed. You too, bro. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Josiah. Hey, Josiah. Get it off your chest, mama. Good morning, y'all. Well, first of all, I love the Breakfast Club. I love you, DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlamagne. And I am a mobile nail tech based in Richmond, Virginia. So if you live in the RVA area, 804-757-EV, 
if you need a mobile nail tech, somebody to come to you, that's me. Okay. My Instagram. Yes, ma'am. My Instagram is basically basic nails. Okay. Basically, basic nails. Do you do S and S? I'm not sure what that is. Well, the, the, um, the what dip, kind of sexy the, thing? You know how you dip it in the powder? Oh, the dip. No, I don't do dip nails. I specialize in acrylic what okay. is nails and gel polish. But I do all types of nails. Like if you need just a regular manicure uh-huh. or a basic pedicure, I can do that. Or I really specialize in like Cardi B type nails. Okay, let me, all right. let, let me ask a question. I respect the entrepreneurship, but do, but do women want their nails referred to as basic? Well, it's actually ironic because the nails that I do are far from basic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You got to think about the culture. You so know what I mean? Nobody want to nobody no, wanna have basic they nails. The, they see the irony in it. Like They're like, oh, basically basic nails, and then they pull up my Instagram, and they're like, Oh, she different. Like she far from basic. <laughs> let me take a look at. Yeah. Let me take a look at the nails that you do because I'm supposed to be in Virginia. Please. So there you go. Please, basically basic nails. And also one more thing, y'all. My dream is to become a celebrity nail tech. So all the celebrities out there, if you need a nail tech that can travel with you, that can be your personal nail tech. That's me. Okay. That's oh right. my gosh, these bit- nails are nowhere near basic. Wait till you yeah. see these. Well, but either way, there's a lot of basic ass. There's a lot of basic ass celebrities for you Whoa. to tap into. You stupid. Well, have a lot of clientele. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, thank you guys so much. Thank you. I love y'all. Love you back. Love you more. Hello, who's this? These nails got chocolate chip cookies hey, and donuts. Yolanda, on. Get it off your chest. I'm actually going to say I'm blessed and highly favored this morning because my husband and I we finally took a chance on ourselves and we finally got to open our own restaurant. Woo! All right, now that's exciting. We're in Miami. What kind of restaurant? So, seafood, um, pasta, and we're having a um, treat section so you're going to get the donuts. My husband's a baker. To get a donut, the honey buns, the cookies, and a muffin. Wow, congratulations. That is so exciting. When are you open? Thank you. We're trying to open by next month so I would love for you guys to come on support, follow our page, Check us out. Um, the name of it is Daily Delight, Diaz and David, A L E Y S D E L I G H T. So we do have um, a, a, we have customers already, mm-hmm. but we finally got to open our storefront. So we finally have to break and mortar. Yes, girl. Right. I was just with one of my Thank friends. You, she owns a restaurant Congrats. in Brooklyn uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, and we were talking about how difficult certain things are when it comes to running a restaurant. Number one thing is staff. Yeah, staffing. Well, you know what? Let me shout out to Upper Yard. Upper Yard. That's out in Milwaukee. When I was out in Milwaukee, I stopped by a, a restaurant called Upper Yard on one side, which is a Jamaican-Caribbean restaurant. And then on the other side, it's called Concoctions, where they do uh, like mixed drinks. So it, it was it was a, it was a per, I mean the restaurant was so good. I never been to a restaurant where it's gonna sound crazy. Pause, pause, pause. Before option they give you two meats. Oh, Can you wow. imagine two Why meats? You, two. That? you a grown ass heterosexual. Yeah, man, what's man. wrong with you? So you get two meats at concoctions? Two meats in your mouth, and I say amazing. Jesus Christ. That's amazing. what I call a concoction. It was oxtail and jerk chicken. My freaking mm. gosh. That's a good. We call that a combo meal. Yeah. I, pre- I prefer the oxtail and goat, but yes. Now, the oxtail and jerk chicken was amazing. So, shout out to everybody. Hey, hey, out hey, don't you pause yourself, okay? All right? You stand in your truth. I, 
You would have wanted two meats in your mouth too. It was it was amazing. Damn right, I would have ordered me an oxtail goat combo. You absolutely right, I would have (laughs) two proteins. (laughs) Two proteins. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about diss songs. You know, there's been some back and forths. So we'll tell you about a diss song from back in the day. That's a throwback, and then we'll talk about a new one that just came out yesterday. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, a rest in peace to Chucky Thompson and condolences to his friends and family. He has unfortunately passed away at the age of 53. His publicist confirmed the news in a statement to USA Today. She did not disclose his cause of death. She said, it, it is with a very heavy heart that I can confirm the passing of Chucky Thompson to anyone in his orbit. You know how generous he was with his energy, creativity, and love. Both the <clears throat> music industry and the world has lost a titan. Now, Young Guru posted, there is nothing I can write that will take away this pain. I have to say RIP to my mentor, my big brother, the man who changed my life forever. You were the kindest person the world has ever seen. You were the most gifted musician I have ever been around. You treated me like family from day one. We actually just saw him in Mary J. Blige's documentary also. As you know, he's worked mm-hmm. with uh, Mary J. Blige on My Life and Notorious B.I.G.'s Ready to Die, Faith Evans' Faith album, uh, nods on the Stillmatic One Mike song, Usher, Think of You. He did Big Papa. So rest in peace. Definitely rest I'm in peace. Sending healing energy to, you know, Chucky Thompson's family. Definitely. All right. Now, T-Pain Uh, when he was on Drink Champs, he talked about a lot of different things. And one thing that he revealed was that he did record a Jay-Z diss song in response to Death of Autotune. If y'all recall, here is Death of Autotune. You rappers singing too much. Get back to rap, you T-painting too much. Now, when he tried to put out this diss song, his team was like, "Uh, don't do it. And here's what he said. Do you go pick up the pen and say, do I answer back? I did. Like, while I was Who was the name of the disrespected I don't even know. Like, I was, like, really drunk. Like, yeah, okay. it was, like, the end. I was ready to be done. Yeah, I was, like, if I'm going to go Done with out, the business? I was done with life. I was, no, like, like, no, I was, no, I was ready for really? Really? You were yeah. just Beyonce in there. No, no, right, no. Cool. I made the record after I did a show in Vegas, uh-huh. and everybody in the crowd was like, Jay-Z killed you, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh like, all right, God. I'm never doing shows again. <laughs> you know, I never took that as a T-Pain diss, though. It felt like Hove was dissing everybody else, especially at the time in New York. A lot of artists in New York were using auto-tune and, and not doing their own original thing. Hence the phrase, you're T-Painting too much. Yeah, no, I thought it was that T-Pain. You're T-Painting too much. It definitely was. It's I, thought, his I damn definitely name. thought it was T-Pain. But also yeah, it was... but he said, you're T-Painting too much, as in you're not doing your own thing. Because remember, that, that was when... Well, Ron Browse was uh, doing a lot of auto tune in New York at the time. Yeah, right? I thought it was a shot at Jim Jones because Jim Jones and Ron yeah, Browse were doing that. But that's I also what I thought, thought I also thought it was a shot at, at T Pain a little bit. I mean, that was the whole thing. It was auto tune was T Pain's ish, and him going at if it some, was a, was a shot at T Pain in my opinion. If people were doing a bunch of real estate seminars and somebody said you're DJ envying too much, that's not a diss to you. Yes, it is. That's I would take it as diss. Nah, I kind of would take. What it if they diss. said death to real estate seminars? Yeah, I would definitely take that as a, as a shot at me. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> death to car shows. Shows. It's the same thing as saying deaf to autotune. Envy didn't invent them, mm-hmm. but that's what he's known for. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was like a T-Pain diss. I thought he was going at, like you said, Jim Jones and Ron Browse and those guys in New York that were doing autotune at the time. Well, it did hurt T-Pain a lot, clearly, in what he was doing. So right. 
It ended up not being a positive thing for him. <laughs> All right, now Tory Lanez versus Cassidy. So we've discussed this Cassidy diss track that he did against Tory Lanez. Just to recap, he felt like Tory Lanez was stealing his flow and his style when he did a freestyle. So here is uh, just a flashback to Cassidy's perjury diss track. They think of ways to try still wish from you without giving credit. Pathetic and permissible. You be stealing from others again too. And on my old track, you spit my old rap like it was new. All right, well, Tory Lanez has responded and he did a When It's Dark freestyle. And here is some of what he had to say to Cassidy. Dog, it's no comparison. What you gonna compare? Some smack DVD appearances? Ding, ding, ding. 15 seconds of famous up. Was in them hotels with R. Kelly. We should flame you up. So. Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah, that did. <laughs> it did. Wow. All right. So we'll see what happens from there. But maybe it's just on music, right? Tory Lanez gets busy, by the way. People like the back and forth. He does. And they keep it there. Cassidy, mm-hmm. to be fair. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, and we were talking about this yesterday. Well, Brittany Camiso's interview is out, and she's talking about... New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, and she's accusing him of sexually harassing her, so we do have what she said. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And our friends at Samsung have something big brewing over there, and I think it has to do with the new Samsung Galaxy. They keep saying, are you ready for this life? Not sure what it means? But come August 11th, we're all going to find out. Learn more at Samsung.com slash reserve. Hey, morning everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club. Good morning! Yes, good morning. Now let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? Well, let's start with Cuomo ac- accuser Brittany Camiso. She has broken her silence. And you know, Andrew Cuomo, who's our governor in New York, is accused of sexually harassing 11 women. Now, one of those women, Brittany Camiso, did an exclusive interview with CBS This Morning and the Times Union yesterday. And previously, she was only known as executive assistant number one. So she spoke on different instances where she was alone with Cuomo. Here's what she had to say. These were hugs with the intention of getting some personal sexual satisfaction out of. Then they started to be hugs with kisses on the cheek. And then there was, at one point, a hug. And then when he went to go kiss me on the cheek, he quickly turned his head and he kissed me on the lips. What did you say? I didn't say anything. People don't understand that this is the governor of the state of New York. All right. In addition, she says that he groped her for the first time on December 31st of 2019. She said that she was there to help him with his upcoming um, address that he had to do to the state. Here's what she said happened. And I could tell immediately when he hugged me, it was in a probably the most sexually aggressive manner than any of the other hugs that he had given me. My words were, you're going to get us in trouble. And I thought to myself, that probably wasn't the best thing to say, but at that time, I was so afraid. And when I said that, he walked over, shut the door, came back to me, And that's when he put his hand up my blouse and cupped my breast over my bra. So he has denied these accusations and previously has said to touch a woman's breast who I hardly know in the mansion with 10 staff around with my family in the mansion to say, I don't care who sees us. I would have to lose my mind to do such a thing. And she said that his response was disgusting. 
She said, I know the truth. He knows the truth. I know what happened, and so does he. Well, question, what's the what's the end goal here? Like, he was investigated, they came to these conclusions, but what's next? Like, what was the investigation well, some people for? Want was it to, to bring up charges? Mm-hmm. Some people want to impeach him. They want him to step down. So, not sure what's going to end up happening. In a, in, a, in, a, in a procedure like this, how does it work? Because, you know, somebody says that he did. He says that he didn't. So who do you believe? Because is there evidence? There's no video. Is there text? Like, so w- what happens in that situation? Well, there are 11 women who are accusing him. So, you know, I think... But um, you would need... You listen to... But you need evidence, though, right? You to, listen to, to tell them, them tell their stories. To get them charged, though. You need evidence, though, right? That, that's what I'm saying. What's the end goal here? Like, what is the point? Like, are they doing this to bring up charges? Like, what is, what is all of this for? It's an impeachment probe. But can they do it without having evidence? You know what I mean? Because if 20 people say something, but you, if you don't have evidence, can he still be impeached for that? Because I thought you had to have evidence. That's what I thought. I mean, I'm not saying believe him or believe them. I'm just asking. I think that if these women's stories and there's people that can back them up and they've made statements to different people and other people have witnessed things, then there's a case here. So witness is evidence, yeah. But that's that's the question I asked last week. Like, like what's the standard? Because we've seen, you know, uh, President Trump had several accusations. President Biden had several accusations. Like, what's the standard? There's clearly no standard. It's like, like does, does he step down? Does he get charged? Well, he like, has no until standard. the end of this week to submit evidence in his defense. And like I said, it's an impeachment probe. So that's what this is. And he's denied all these claims of sexual harassment. And he also has resisted calls for people asking him to resign. He's not planning gotcha. to resign. So they're trying to impeach him then? Okay. Yes, this is an impeachment all right. probe. All right. And that is your front page news. There's one other question with the impeachment probe. How, how do they impeach him without evidence? That, that's what I'm. That's what I'm concerned with. Like, so you how? want like a video? No, or? It, yeah. I mean, it's his words versus is, is their word versus his word. So how do you impeach somebody without evidence? Because anybody can say anything, right? People get in trouble all the, and go to jail and get convicted of crimes all the time without hard evidence or DNA, without that's video footage. That's not right, is it? <laughs> I mean, I think that if there are these women who are credible, who have witnesses that can back them up. Witnesses evidence. Take, that's evidence. If somebody's seen it, that is evidence. But or if, if, if these different women, 11 women, have told other people what happened. But that's not evidence, though. You know what I mean? When that's it the, happened, if there's a pattern of behavior with someone, that all these different people who have worked with him in different cases who don't even know each other, I think that's credible. So you just have to decide when you listen to women tell their stories, you know, if that's enough for you to say it's likely that this is what happened and we feel pretty certain. All right. All right. Well, that is front page news. Now, let's open up the phone lines. One of the biggest shows out right now that everybody's into the season finale was last night. I'm talking about Bachelor. Bachelorette. Yes, last night. I thought you were talking about 90 Day Fiance. No, man. Bachelor. So the question is 800-585-1051. If you watched it last night, can you be in love with two people? Now, let me break down because I know a lot of you guys might not watch it, but you might be entertained. I mean, up here. So now there was a, a young lady who was the new bachelorette. And this one guy, you know, spilled his heart to her. You know, you complete me. I haven't felt this way since my dad passed away. You know, I, I, I you are the one for me. And he went through this whole spiel and she just looked at him and was like, I just like looking at you. And he was hurt. He was hurt by it. It was like, I just gave you my heart. And she was like, well, this is a show, so I can't really tell you. But just know you will be, you know, you'll be here next week. And he was hurt and he was he left. And when he left, she chased him out there and was like, no, I love you. And this, that. Yeah, but hold on, don't laugh. 
You sound like the, the the young lady on Instagram saying he put the leg up <laughs> and he bam 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 and he put his hand on my shoulder and bam bam bam. But bam. anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> so the guy left. She said she pretty much loved him and the guy left. And then what she did with the week later, she just went with the next guy and he proposed and she accepted. So the question is, can you be in love with two people? Is that possible? Let's talk about it when we come back. Is that happening? You in love with me and Gil? Wow. What? Yo, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> See, he came the night. He's just blushing and giggling. Yo, what is wrong with you? If you had to choose, who would you pick? 800-585-1055. Bam, 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 bam. Talk about avoiding a question. Bam, 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 bam. 800. I'm not even entertaining y'all this morning. It's a good way to not answer. 800-585-1051. Can you be in love with two people? Call us up right now. I hate you, man. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Love them. The Breakfast Club. So I've been... It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. So if you just joined in, we're asking, can you be in love with two people at the same time? Now, this comes from Bachelor. Last night, The Bachelor was on, and um, she seemed like she was in love with two people. One guy was in love with her, and she basically said, you're the one. I want, I want to see you here next week. The guy left, and then... A week later, she married. Well, she was engaged to somebody else. So obviously, she's in love with two people. So, Yee, can you be in love with two people? Um, I think that, yes, you can be in love with pe- with two people. But I think that there's always one that you'll uh, be in love with more. I think one you can be in love with. But is, is, is it love or is it you're infatuated with? Sometimes it's not one person that can complete everything for you. So you're in love with people for different reasons. So I would say that, but you have to, um, it's one that you'll choose over the other, for sure. Charlamagne? Can you be in love with two people? Um, probably not. I don't know. I don't, don't think so. I don't think yeah, so I don't, I, And not in, not in my mind. I mean, I've, I've only been in love romantically with, with, with one woman. That's my wife. I'm not. And I've never been in love with anybody else. In love is different, bro. In love is like that unconditional, Correct. you know, unconditional, no matter what we down for each other type of love. I'm Nah, I've never had those kind of relations with You can like them a lot. Or you can like them yeah, a whole lot. You might lot. like them a lot. You might lust them. You might even love some things about them. But in love? Nah. In love is different than just loving something. In love? In love is different. No, I don't think you can be in love with two people. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Robin. How you guys doing? Hey, Robin. Good morning. Hey, thanks for making the morning better for me. Oh Thank no, you, Robin. Thank you for calling in. Now you you've been in love with two guys at the same time. Is that possible? You know, I did not believe that it was possible until it happened to me. Mm. What happened? You know, I had a, I had had a few friends that were in some poly relationships, and it always kind of intrigued me just a little bit. But I was like, man, how can you have all that love for two people? Until it happened to me. It was wow. about uh, six, seven years ago. I had um, I had gotten a promotion at my job and had to go through a training course and met someone in that training course that honestly was like a love at first sight type of a situation for me, mm-hmm. which also had never happened to me. And um, my husband and I had been together for about, I don't know, 11 years at this point, 10 years. And uh, and I told him, I was real upfront with him about it. I said, so I've got these feelings and I'm not even sure what to even do with this. And he's like, well, what do you mean? 
And I told him, I said, I think I might love this guy. And he's like, oh. So wait, wait. Well, you that's told, interesting. You told your husband <laughs> that you uh, l- love another guy, possibly? Well, here's the thing. Uh-uh. The only way that a relationship is going to work is if it's built on trust and honesty and loyalty and what do you want to call it? Just uh, respect. And I don't really hide anything from my husband. You know, okay. so I think that be, being honest with him was very important in this regard. So did you date the no, guy? No, I wasn't. Exactly. I need to know how this ended yeah, before I did. we say it was worth it. I did. You dated him? What'd you say? I did. Yeah, for about a year. Your husband? About a year. Um, What's your husband still in? It was cool. Could you stop yelling and be relaxed? Sorry. Getting in your feelings. He's so upset. Okay. Exactly. So what happened? You dated him for a year. It didn't work out. No, it didn't. He, um, he lives across the country now. And I'll be honest with you. He liked dating multiple people at the same time. Okay. And it, it, it got a little intense for me because I'm being coming from a monogamous background. I don't know. I don't know if I almost experienced maybe minor jealousy. I'm not really sure. Hmm. But I just had to cut it loose because for my own mental health, it just wasn't working out. I felt like I felt like it was too much, uh, I don't know, too much going on. But I will say though, that my husband is respectful as hell for giving me the opportunity to even venture out to see what yeah, a possibility wild. could even nah, be. Nah, I'd have let you stay your ass right where you was at. I'm going to tell you something, though. Um, I haven't heard nobody describe love yet. All I hear is lust and infatuation and really liking somebody. I haven't heard nobody describe loving somebody well, else here's, here's Here's what it was, though. It, it, so, so love is hard. Love is not Love is not this thing that we describe that's exactly, precisely <laughs> this way. That's wild. Love can show up in many different forms, okay? For me, it was a love of his intelligence, Lies. his eagerness to show me what he no. knew. And I'm not talking about sexually. That, yes, I'm talking about in our minds, in our brains. Now, Robin, would you let no, your husband you do the same? Leg up. Bam, bam, bam. Would you bam. let your husband you know do the what? same? I've been waiting. I've been waiting for my big papa to find a lady that he thinks is hot as hell. Because here's <laughs> the thing. My husband dated one girl before him and I got together. One little girlfriend was all he had. One so, you know, secretly, I kind of want some super hot chick to come on to him and be like, hey, Big Papa, I don't care. Him and I have been together. We're about to celebrate 16 years. Wow. There is nobody else that's ever going to love him the way that I do. And I know for a fact there ain't no other man out there like him. Yes. Okay, there you go. Diamond in the Race she She's in love. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pure love right there. But not only, but I will say, though, there was some lust going on with the, with the other. Robin, are you white? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate you. Have a blessed and great day. He put that leg up. Let me say one more thing. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Let me say one more thing. Go ahead. I must say that the African-American men out there have been trying to tell us that you can be in love with more than one person for a long no time. And nobody ever believed them. You don't one think com- white men have one- been trying that too? Yeah, exactly. One conversation you and Nick Cannon say, now you're putting it on all black men. Come on now. No, don't do well, that. Hey, you asked me, and I just wanted to say that when it happened to me, I was like, dang, all the black dudes is right. Lord have mercy. Oh have a nice day. Thank you, Robin. Nice hey, you got- Robin. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Robin. Thanks, Nick Cannon. <laughs> exactly. One conversation from Nick Cannon, and now all of a sudden, it's all black men that want, don't want to be with one woman. Lord <laughs> have mercy. She wants to agree with the black men. You black guys have been saying this for a long time. Black men don't cheat. Oh, my goodness. 800 585 1051. Can you be in love with two men or two people at the same time? Call us he up. threw that leg up. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, what kind of freakiness are you getting into tonight? Come Tell on. Tell the producers to go get that video, please. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about uh, being in love with two people at the same time. Now, this comes from The Bachelor, which was on last night, season finale. It was pretty good, too, last night. The Bachelorette, the young lady, she was really in love with two guys. She, there was one guy that she didn't want to leave, that she was all over. He wound up leaving, and then a week left. A week later, she got engaged to somebody else. So we're asking... Can you be in love with two people at the same time? It feels like she was in love with one person. He kept it moving, and then she fell in love with somebody else. A week later? Yeah. yeah. You don't and believe in love at first sight? No, that's not love. Like, I don't know why that, people keep that's definitely not love around so loosely. Makes me realize people don't really know what love is. They've never felt it. Hello, who's this? This is Chris. Chris, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, DJ Andy? What's up, brother? How's everything with you? All right. Just pulling in to work. Okay. Now so you're in love with two women? Yeah. Mm-mm. You, that. Chris. you just, could say that. Just because they got, they, they offer two different things. <laughs> what do they, they offer? offer? Okay. You know, they, they're two different, you fall in love with people for the things they do and the, the, the way they are and stuff. And love has no measurement. Even like you round in love, you fall in love with one person like you have no more love left. That's y'all problem. Y'all keep falling in love. When you fall, you get hurt. You're supposed to grow in love with people. Well, when you've been, I've been around the two people for a long time, equally. Okay. Well, y'all should have grown together. So, what are you going to do? Are you going to be with nowhere. one of them? Are you telling them both the truth? Well, they know. They know. Mm-hmm. Everybody just coexists. Ain't like we know relationship <laughs> and nothing. Ain't nobody having no sexual activities and nothing like that. It just, it's just love. Man, stop it's messing the around. women' pH balance up and find one to settle down with. That's real. That's real. <laughs> all right, bro. <laughs> That's all you got. That's real. Thank you, man. Hello, who's this? This is Brian from Manetta, South Carolina. What's up, bro? We're asking, can you be in love with two people at the same time, brother? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, I love all women. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All women matter. All women matter. <laughs> certain women, you know, certain women got a special part in my heart, you know what I mean? Oh, but, my God. So you, you love know, all I mean, women. I love all women. It's like, it's like if I had... I believe in polygamy myself. We see. But we're talking about being in love. Not that you love all women, but have you been in love? Oh, yeah. I've been in love with multiple women before. (laughs) You sound like you calling from South Carolina, sir. You calling from South Carolina, right? Yeah. What part? Oh, Columbia, the metro. Okay, okay, okay. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Hey, hey, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Hey man, shout out! I want to uh, holler at you, man. Shout out, shout out to my. N- well, oh, my bad, my my boy Charlemagne. Hey, we got the same birthday, man. Six twenty nine. You guys are in love. Yeah, six twenty nine. That's right, black man. <laughs> love King. Hey man, hey, <laughs> hey, can I shout out my music real quick, man. I want y'all to check me out. What's it called? Well, I got a song called The Aries Moon Rising, and um, my name Matthew Tomaz. You can check me out on SoundCloud too. But um, the Every Moon Rising song is everywhere. Yes, sir. <laughs> I appreciate it. Sounds right, promising brother. already. Why, yeah, why people like to say something everywhere, but you ain't never heard of it? If it was everywhere, we'd have heard of it. But salute to that, King. What's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is I just don't think you can be in love with two women. I think you can really like somebody and be in lust with somebody. But love, that's a different ball game. And if you think you're in love with two people, you probably don't even really know what love is.
All right. Well, we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and let's talk about Quentin Tarantino. He said that he would never give his mother any money, and he yeah. has stuck to that. Wow. I got to hear both sides. Yo, shit. Well, yeah, it depends. It depends. Got to hear both sides. Yeah, all right. We'll talk about it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. What's happening? How's everybody feeling out there? Good, 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 good. Hey, hey listen, I want to salute um, everybody in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Uh, this Saturday at Berkeley High School from 2 to 5 p.m., I'll be doing my annual backpack and school supply giveaway. So uh, pull up from 2 to 5 p.m. at Berkeley High School in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a Tuesday today. Man, I don't know why today feels like a Wednesday to me. Does it? Yeah, it feels Why? like a lot happened this week already. I don't know what it is. No. But listen, today I do have a Facebook audio room. We're talking about the hair business mm-hmm. with my partner, Mikey Morin, and of course my girl, Miko, who started Miss Jessie's. I know a lot of people are trying to dip into this hair business, or maybe you have a hair company already, so it's going to give you all the ins and outs. Okay. And that's where at again? Facebook, on my Facebook audio room at 6 o'clock. P.M. Eastern. Six o'clock. All right. Now we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Man, let's talk about, let's just say your parents told you something when you were younger. You'll never make it. You'll never be successful at this. And then you really make it and do not give them a dime. We'll tell you I'm who is sticking to that. Keep that same energy, mom and dad. Stop that. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee. Breakfast Club. So Quentin Tarantino was on The Moment with Brian Koppelman podcast. You know, Brian Koppelman is one of the co-creators of Billions. And he revealed that he vowed that he would never give any of the money that he's made as a filmmaker to his mother. Here is the story about what happened when he was young and in school. You know, she said, you know, she said, and by the way, this little writing career, huh. all right, with the finger quotes, uh, this little writing career that you're doing, that is over. And when she said that to me, in that sarcastic way, I was in my head and I go, when I become a successful writer, you will never see penny one <laughs> from my success. There'll be no house for you. <laughs> yeah. There's no, uh, no vacation for you, no Elvis Cadillac for mommy. You get nothing. Can, can I, can I, you know, I don't want to make this <laughs> racial, right? But that seems like some real uh, white boyish, some white. That's privilege. not true. Yes, it is, man. That's not true. I, yes, it is. That's not true. Let me yes, tell you something. Blood, blood, Mom, you're, blood, nev- blood. you're never gonna no. have a caddy. Mom, you're never gonna have a vacation home. My, I, that. Well, she's basically saying I'm never giving you any of my money because you didn't believe in my dream anyway. So That's what happened is what he used saying. to get in trouble at school because he would be writing screenplays instead of doing his work during classes. And when he got in trouble for it, his mother, instead of encouraging it, told him that give up this little writing thing. Oh, see, you didn't... I need that context because mm-hmm. context matters. If she if she broke it down to him like that, then as a mother, she was right in that moment. If he was getting... If his, if his school was slacking because he was busy focusing on that, you know, a exactly. parent should be encouraging you to do both. We didn't... We don't have that context. I didn't get that context now. If that's the context, then that's a little different. Yeah, so she would be mad. But I do feel like it's not like he was doing something like... I mean, he was writing screenplays. So I do feel like you do have to encourage something like that. Yeah, but every parent will tell you, you can have whatever hobby you want. Just make sure you keep your grades up. 
So if his grades were slacking in school, she may not have seen the vision for his screenplay, but she wanted him to focus on school. But I get it, though. She might have just wanted him to be better and felt that a screenplay was a hobby at the time. It was taken, want, away, from, it yeah. was taken away from his school. It, it wanted school him to work. have something, like my mom used to say, a job with a hat that gives you benefits and allows you to go to the doctor. That's what most parents, especially during those times, wanted your kid to be, make sure that your kid was safe and that he was all right. Mm-hmm. And, and not just she should have read his screenplays right, and been like, you are a genius. Now let's get to this work also so that we can make sure that the world can see your genius instead of saying this ish is over this little writing career that you're doing this right? little writing career that's what he said she said now Eesh. here is what he has uh, said about sticking to his guns and really not giving her that house that car or nothing did you stick to that yeah yeah I helped her out of the jam with the IRS but no house no Cadillac <laughs> she's still alive <laughs> she's still alive oh fire a house no on, man no oh, the air quotes no that guy, <laughs> no, that probably drove you to prove it, man. It's time to do the house. Get there the are house. consequences for your words. Get the house. So I had... As you deal with your children, remember, there are consequences for your sarcastic tone. Your mother raised you. She fed you. She put you in school. And, and she made a mistake. And she was wrong. And now you're going to hold it to it? I, there's no way in hell. You, you, you didn't You didn't hear what he said. He said he, got her out of that. he said he got her out of that IRS jam. <laughs> they probably going to lock her up. So he's like, oh, I got to help but her he, now. He, he, he came through. You know, I can easily see both sides here. I can see her perspective and I can see Quentin's perspective. I Bro. can understand why he feels that way. And I wonder, has has his mother ever admitted she was wrong? Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe that's that'll your, free him. That's your Maybe mother. it'll free him. So what? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Blood not thickened in peace of mind. And none of us can help who we are born to. And yes, the Bible says honor your father and your mother. But what if your father and your mother are toxic? There's no way hell. Um, if I become as big as Quentin Tarantino, whatever his name is, Quentin Tarantino, that I'm not going to help my mother. Whatever his name is, as big. He, just, he said he helped her, though. He said he helped her nah. get out the IRS jam. He said he I just wonder what the rest of their relationship nah, was like. If it was That's just this moms, this isolated incident or if there was continual headbutting in that relationship, you know? So, I don't know. All right. Now, Ellen DeGeneres' show, it is the final season. They did do a promo video for that final season. This season does premiere Monday, September 13th. Now, the show says they've given out nearly a half a billion dollars in total with charitable giveaways over the years. Also, they've been on the air since 2003. They've had 4,000 celebrity guests and... A lot of issues as the show is ending, but 19 years, 4,000 guests, 3,000 hours of TV, 1.5 million audience members, 20 million laughs, $450,000 given, countless, I mean, million dollars given, countless lives changed, and one farewell season. Ellen DeGeneres. All right, Cardi B is going to be featured on Lizzo's new song that's called Rumors. And here's Lizzo FaceTiming Cardi. Hello. Good morning, mother. That's who is featuring y'all, period. It's Harry Styles. <laughs> hey, what the f- is going on? Why you call me so early? So Lizzo hasn't put out a song since 2019, one of her own singles. So that'd be nice to hear some more Lizzo. And congratulations to Ludacris and Eudoxy. They have welcomed their daughter. Nice. Ludacris is now a father of four children. So congratulations. Congrats. To them. <laughs> Salute Luda. Salute his queen. What's how you pronounce it? Eudoxy? Mm-hmm. 
Yes, to you, Doc Caribbean. She had the baby Caribbean two weeks early. Every, anytime you try to pronounce something, you put a Caribbean accent on it. You know that, right? I didn't, though. That might have been my Geechee coming out, but uh-huh. I didn't put no Caribbean accent on it. Yeah, that definitely wasn't a Caribbean uh-huh. accent. <laughs> and De La So has officially gotten their masters back after years of fighting Tommy Boy records. They have won back their rights to the master recordings of their albums, such as 1989's Three Feet High and Rising and 1990's De La So is Dead. So yesterday, Maceo from De La So shared a post on his Instagram account. It said, come celebrate the great news. And the group also revealed they'll be going live today at 3 p.m. Eastern to discuss that recent development. But, you know, it's a a huge deal for them. It was a hard-fought battle that they've been doing. And according to Variety, the deal included more than 6,000 masters that Tommy Boy Records had when they were acquired by music rights company Reservoir for $100 million. They had their rights to, like, Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio, House of Pain's Jump Around, uh, and Planet Rock by Africa Bambada and the Soul Sonic Forces. And De La Soul's masters were part of that deal. So now they have their masters back. Well, dropping the clues bombs for De La Soul, damn it. That's a great feeling for artists. All right, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss E. Now, Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, we need an unidentified Karen to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with her. I don't even like to call white women Karen just because I think Karens get a bad rap, but we need this woman to come to the front of the congregation. We got things to discuss. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here, and the General Insurance makes it easy to save money on your auto insurance. They offer affordable coverage with low down payments, flexible payment plans, and the ability to pick your payment date. Call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com today. Some restrictions apply. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkeys of the Day ask Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed one. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Wow, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, August 10th goes to a woman who has not been identified, nor do I know where this happened. I just think it's he, Larry, us. Okay, a young lady named Ambrosia uploaded an interaction she had with her neighbor uh, to pour a little uh, Tic Tac, and for whatever reason, Tink Tink took it down. Okay, Ambrosia said she was actually banned from the talking of the ticks after posting this video, but let me explain to you what happened, okay? It's simple. Ambrosia shared a video of an encounter with her neighbor. Now, very important to note, uh, Ambrosia is black. She's a black woman. And her neighbor was upset that Ambrosia had a flag hanging from her house. What kind of flag could upset someone nowadays? Well, there's so many. It could be a Black Lives Matter flag. It could be a Confederate flag. It could be a Blue Lives Matter flag. Who knows nowadays? Okay, when I first heard this story and I heard neighbor mad over flag, that's exactly where my mind went to, one of those three flags. But that wasn't the case at all. Would you like to know what kind of flag this neighbor was upset over? Let's go to Ambrosia's Tic Tac Talk for the report, please. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I want to talk about this uh, Tigger's flag. Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, why not? I thought the American flag was real nice. Uh-huh. I don't say nothing about the shrubbery being cut. I don't say nothing about the backyard. But now, I don't like that. Okay, I didn't hang that. My brother hung that. This well, is- I know. I'm just, I'm just telling you, I don't like it. And we have rules. I don't have, to, I don't won't have to go find out what they are. But I, I don't like that. I mean, this isn't a homeowners association, though. No, but there's rules for the community. 
is called Williamsburg something, and there's rules. Okay. So I'm just saying I don't like it. It makes it look tacky. Welcome. Makes the neighborhood look tacky. It it doesn't, but that's okay. Okay. I'm gonna find out about it. All right. Well, you have a good day. This woman was mad about a flag of Tigger. Mm. Not a big Tigger from Rap City to Basement and now off top on Revolt. Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. She had a flag of Tigger picking daisies. Yes, Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Play some of Tigger. What, what Tigger sound like? <laughs> the wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tigger the wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of springs. They're bouncy, trouncy, flouncy, pouncy, fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. Then before I continue, let's just play a game of Guess What Race It Is! <laughs> I love oh, this show, man. I, guess, I love this show. Go I, guess ahead, I, gotta, man. Go. I guess I got to walk everybody through everything. Keep huh? going. Keep uh, going. Un- unidentified woman gets upset with black neighbor over a flag of Big Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Loves the American flag, but hates the flag of Tigger. Envy. Guess <laughs> what? Race she is. I, I mean, you called the Karen earlier, so I got to go with white. Yeah. Angela Yee, unidentified woman, gets upset with black neighbor over a flag of Big Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Loves the American flag, hates the flag of Tigger. Yee, guess what race she is? I feel like this would have to be a trick question, right? Because I would think that white people love Tigger. I never heard of such a thing. (laughs) And so I would have to say, though, just based on all the evidence and the clues that you said that she is Caucasian. Well, Angela Yee and DJ Envy, sometimes there's no tricks to the question. She is absolutely white. Okay. 100% pure Caucasian, straight out of the Caucasus Mountains. I mean, Dr. Yakub might have handcrafted this one himself. Let me tell you something. You know what she's really mad about? What's it's that? not the Tigers, it's the niggers. All right. That's just all it boils <laughs> down to. All right. She don't give a damn that her neighbor has a Tigger flag hanging from her house. She's mad that she has a black neighbor, period. She looks like she comes from an era where they used to hang Tiggers. All right. She's terrified of Tiggers. You want to hit that one, Red? Hit it now. <laughs> <laughs> She's terrified of Tigger's Red. Everyone's scared of Tigger's. Hey, hey, all right. Yeah, she wishes she could run Ambrosia and the rest of the Tiggers out of the neighborhood, okay? In fact, she's probably so happy she can keep talking about that black family and using a word that has Igger in it. She couldn't resist coming to those people's door and saying, Tigger, she had to take that opportunity. If I was those people... I would, if I was Ambrosia's family, I would hang a Black Lives Matter flag up right now just to really make the mayonnaise in her blood boil. If you think she got mad over a big Tigger flag, imagine what a BLM big N-word flag would do. Please let Chelsea Handler do the honors. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan mayonnaise. Oh, man. All right. That was a funny one, man. Thank God it wasn't Eeyore. Uh-uh-uh. It's a crappy-ass show. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, let's talk about Quentin Tarantino, all right, about not helping his mom. Let's open <laughs> up the phone lines and let's have this conversation. 800-585-1051. If you just join us, uh, Quentin Tarantino was talking about his mom and how he's not going to help her. You know, she said, by the way, this little writing career, <laughs> all right, with the finger quotes uh, this little writing career that you're doing that is over and no, she just meant don't do it in class all right when you're supposed to be doing something else and when she said that to me in that sarcastic way i was in my head and i go when i become a successful writer you will never see penny one <laughs> from my success 
Sheesh. All right. He sounded manic. He's let's, like, <laughs> you know, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? All right, let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. Do you, would you do the same as Quentin Tarantino if your mom necess- necessarily didn't believe in your craft? I love my mama. I what would you do in that situation? Let's talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Quentin Tarantino. Uh, he talked about his relationship with his mom and what he thought about her and if he would support her. Yeah, she said, by the way, this little writing career, <laughs> all right, with the finger quotes, all right, this little writing career that you're doing, that sh- is over. And no, she just meant don't do it in class, all right? When you're supposed to be doing something else. And when she said that to me, in that sarcastic way, I was in my head and I go, when I become a successful writer, you will never see penny one <laughs> from my success. All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? Let's start with you, Yi. What are your thoughts? Well, clearly my relationship with my mom is completely different. I love my mom, so I can never imagine not doing whatever I could for her. Everything I do, I always think about my mother and how excited she'll be and the things that I want to make happen for her. So it's completely different, but clearly he has his own situation that's nowhere near mine. So I can't even think like that. Uh, Mine is a little different because when I first started DJing, my mom uh, thought it was a hobby. And when I graduated out of college, she was like, "Okay, enough of that. When are you going to get a job with a hat? And what she meant by that was a job with benefits and, you know, and some insurance. And I'm not mad at that. My mom wants the best for me. It's not like she hated me. It was like, go ahead with your little DJ career. No, she just wanted the best for me and made sure that I was going to be okay. Did it bother me? Yeah, it did a little bit. But I know that my mom wants the best for me. She loves me. So no matter if my mom supported me or not, you also got to look at it like, yo, your mom raised you. She fed you for all those years. She put you in school. She bought you clothes. She, you know, took care of your Christmas. Well, not Charlemagne, because Charlemagne is seven-day Adventist. But took care of your I'm Christmas. I'm no damn seven-day Adventist. I'm a Jehovah Witness. That's what Why I mean. just making up stuff? That's what I meant, Jehovah Witness. Seven-day Adventist. That's what I meant, Jehovah Witness. That's what I meant, Jehovah Witness. My mom was a Jehovah Witness. That's what I meant. My bad. I knew one of them didn't really F for Christmas. But, you know, my mom got me Christmas and Easter and Valentine's Day cards and, you know, brought me to my games. Like, my mom supported me. So if she, you know, had a bad judgment call on one thing, am I not going to support my mom? I'm not going to take care of her? I'm not going to, you know, let her live the best life that she possibly can for sacrificing for me? I wouldn't. That's not That's not what I would do. What about you, Charlamagne? I mean, it's interesting because I see both perspectives. You know, I understand where his mom was coming from. His mom, you know, is, is old school and probably didn't even know what the hell a screenplay was. So she wanted, you know, her son to focus on school, especially when she saw his grades slipping. So I don't even think he should take that too personal, but I understand how Quentin could feel because that's your mom. So if your mom doesn't believe in you, if your mom doesn't encourage you, that could have fueled him to become the Quentin Tarantino that we know now. And in his mind, He's like, why break her off when she didn't believe in me? So he said specifically, I'm not buying you a house and a Cadillac. That's how you can tell what time, what, what era they grew up in. He said a house and a Cadillac. He didn't buy her a house and a Cadillac, but he helped her out with her taxes. So maybe he was just being very specific about, I know what I am going to do for you and what I'm not going to do for you when, 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 when I get on. And he's sticking to that. 
Nah, not me, but all right, let's go to the phone lines. I would, rather, I would rather somebody help me with my taxes than buy me a house in the Cali. I mean, you quitting Tarantino, man. You worth, what, $60, $70 million? Yes, I, I, that's the least you pay for your mom's taxes. But we also, and the Cadillac and the vacation home and all that, too. But let's be clear, and, and this is why I hate this era that we live in, because we hear this one audio clip, and then we form a whole opinion of this whole man's life and his relationship with his mother based off this one thing. If he paid her taxes... He's given her money before, bro. Come on, man. If, if That's just common sense. If he paid her taxes and bailed her out with the IRS, he's helped her out with things before. He just ain't buying her that house in that caddy. Nah, he worth $120 million, man. But anyway, hello, who's this? This is D.Y. from Aiken, man. What's going on? D.Y., what are Aiken, your thoughts what's happening? Quentin Tarantino, brother? It's T.Y., T.Y. Um, man, I, I really agree with him. At the end of the day, you know, that's hurtful for you to have somebody... Especially a mom to tell you you basically ain't good enough, or you know that's gonna stick with you for a long time. You know I would agree with him. I wouldn't give my mom no money either, especially after you made it and you got money, and then it's like she look you in your face and be like, "Nah, well this is over." Like that's crazy. Mm. Okay, all right, thank you, bro. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Murray. Murray, what's up, brother? What's going on? What, what are your thoughts? Um, basically, I feel like vanilla people are a little different. Um, my mom, she didn't support my art when I was a kid, but if I made a penny off of it, she was going to get it. Okay, why is that? Uh, but you know, he's an artist. He's sensitive about his work. That's his right. You know, it's what it is. Okay. But he said he would give her money even though she didn't support it, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's a little different. Hello, who's this? This is Sierra. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? What are your thoughts? Would you support your mom if she discouraged you? Honestly, no. I feel like I'm with I'm with Florentina on this one. I'm putting Tito on this one. I just feel like honestly, like we have to stop with this whole notion that because they're your parents, we're supposed to support them no matter how they treat us. So, no. Word. It's a no for her, just, dog. Some people Thank are just mom. toxic, and sometimes those toxic people are your parents. Like you can't help, you know, who, who you're who you're born to. Yeah, but we all know that, you know, there's no there's no instruction manual when it comes to raising kids, and a lot of parents do their damn best and. If you can't be mad at if you are, you know, your your kid, your parents want you to do better. Like my son plays football. Not that I don't encourage him to play football, but I also say, yo, make sure you do something else. Life is not all about football. He could take that as my dad doesn't support me like that. But I just want him to be okay if anything happens. That you know, if he gets injured, that football might not be his career. Well, you know clearly, I mean? you know, this hurt him. And if they haven't had a conversation about that, and she hasn't come to terms with the fact that what she did affected him deeply, and that she was wrong then maybe that's what's holding it back. That's what I said. Has she admitted that she was wrong? Like, sometimes that's all he probably needs to be free. All he needs to hear is his mama say, I was wrong, you was right, I'm proud of you. That's it. And that would free him. But also, y'all keep acting like he's never done nothing for his mom. <laughs> he just said he's not buying his mom that house and that caddy truck. But he bailed her out of her situation with the IRS. Like, come on, man. 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? We're talking Quentin Tarantino. And this is what he said. You know, she said, by the way, this little writing career, huh. all right, with the finger quotes, uh, this little writing career that you're doing, that is over. And no, she just meant don't do it in class, all right, when you're supposed to be doing something else. And when she said that to me, in that sarcastic way, I was in my head and I go, when I become a successful writer, you will never see penny one <laughs> from my success. It's The Breakfast Club, good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on.
at 585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Quentin Tarantino. He was talking about his mom and not necessarily buying her some of the things that maybe she wants. Did you stick to that? Yeah, yeah. I helped her out of the jam with the IRS, but no house, no Cadillac. She's still alive? <laughs> She's still alive. Oh, buy her a house. Come no, on, man. man. Oh, the air quotes. No. That guy, <laughs> no, that probably drove you to prove it, man. It's time to do the house. Get there the are house. consequences for your words. Get the house. So I had... As you deal with your children, remember, there are consequences for your sarcastic tone. So we asking, what are your thoughts? 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Michelle, good morning. Michelle, good Hello, morning. Michelle. And what are your thoughts on uh, Quentin Tarantino? Um, well, I think we need to know a little bit more background on what their right. um, relationship was actually was. Because if she was a, a good parent and that's all that he's holding against her, then he needs to be ashamed of himself. But if she wasn't supporting him in no aspect, then, you know, at that point, it is what it is. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Hello. Who's this? Hi. Good morning. My name's Abdul. Hey, Abdul. Good morning. What's up, Envy? What's up, Charlemagne? What's up, Angela? Hey, what up? King. What are your thoughts, brother? Uh, so I really think that um, we're only looking at a 30-second synapse of the man's life, so it's kind of right. hard to evaluate everything and maybe some of the trauma that he's been through throughout childhood and things like that to get a full grasp of uh, why he wouldn't want to support his mother or help his mother in the future. You know what I mean? By the way, he did help her with her taxes. He said he bailed her out of her IRS thing. That lets me know... He's been there for his mother before financially. He's just not buying her the house in the caddy truck. How hard yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know what? I don't think that um we don't know the whole story. So I don't know if he even asked any of those things. You know, we're just hearing he's not gonna um he's not gonna to spoil his mother. That's kind of what we're hearing. But we mm -hmm. do know these the baseline things like getting her out of that IRS situation, things like that. Mm -hmm. And again, it's his, life. it's his life, you know, and I'm sure he covers his bases. And as long as he's happy, she's happy. That's, that's all that matters. All right. Thank you, man. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Ant. Ant, what's up? Talk to me. What, what are your thoughts? Man, I think he's doing his mama bald as hell, man. <laughs> my, my mama used to beat my beat my butt. And mm. I still to bomb my mama. Houses, cars, all that if I was rich like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's hard to fathom when you feel this, you know, when you have your own personal attachments to what you would do. So, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, how y'all doing? <laughs> we hey. doing black and What's up, man? How you, you doing, asking, King? How are you, brother? I'm doing good, man. Y'all hiring? Just kicking it. <laughs> um, depends. I, I, I can work from home, man. What? Oh, no, how you gonna work from home? Mm -mm. I can uh, call in every day. Nah, we good. Thank you, King. Call in every day. Nice day. That's your job? <laughs> sending, you in, sending, you, sending you healing energy, King. <laughs> What's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is Quentin Tarantino definitely needs to heal his inner child. He, he's traumatized. And his mom probably just needs to tell him, I was wrong. You're successful. I'm proud of you. And that's it. But this notion that just because people are your parents, you have to be there for them. No, I love my parents and I will always be there for my parents. But I'm not Quentin Tarantino. I don't know his experiences. I don't know what his life was like for him to really come to that conclusion. But I can't, you know, base how he treats his mom off a 30 second clip. All right. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes. R. Kelly's trial is about to begin and jury selection started yesterday and continues today. We'll tell you what's going on so far. And herpes is involved. What? All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's decent and nice. 
I just want to let you guys know out there that uh, Angela Yee loves Detroit. She puts me <laughs> on to more Detroit rappers and things going on in Detroit than anybody else. She put me on to a new Asian rapper. What's his name? Uh, I was just showing you Eastside Egg Roll. Eastside Egg Roll out of Detroit. Asian rapper. <laughs> Check them out when you get a minute. <laughs> and I just want to say that uh, Nick, who does all of our camera work, went and got his hair done the same way as mine just now. It's ridiculous. My goodness. He asked for my, I have two buns in my hair. He asked for the two bun situation. My goodness. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. <laughs> let's talk all it's camera. Weird. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So jury selection for R. Kelly's sex trafficking trial started yesterday in federal court in Brooklyn. And the lawyers asked the judges to dismiss charges related to him giving herpes to some of his accusers. So according to his attorneys, they said that he should not have been charged with breaking New York law when he was accused of giving two of his accusers herpes. They said that the relevant law says that only transmitting an acute bacterial venereal disease like syphilis or gonorrhea would be considered a misdemeanor but that giving someone viral diseases like herpes would not. So uh, they have uh, several days to respond to that motion before making a decision on it. He should definitely get uh, time for that. I think anybody that has an STD and knows that they have an STD and spreads it, yes, they should definitely get some type of jail time for that. On top of everything else he's getting, he should be getting jail time for. All right. Well, jury selection is going to continue today. So, mm -hmm. uh, and that actually it's about to start again in a half an hour. The judge did question 38 jurors yesterday. 13 were dismissed based on their answers to some questions. The court is looking to narrow down that pool to 40 before the attorneys begin using their challenges. Okay. All right. Now let's discuss. There's going to be a benefit marking the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It's called New York City Still Rising After 20 Years, a comedy celebration. And this show will benefit 9-11 charities. It'll take place on September 12th. And it's also going to feature Pete Davidson and John Stewart, who uh, put these, this together. And in addition to that, Dave Chappelle is performing, Bill Burr, uh, Wanda Sykes, Colin Quinn, Jay Farrell, Jimmy Fallon, John Mulaney, Michael Che, Amy Schumer, plus others. Wow. So that's, it's been 20 years, huh? Yeah, it'll be 20 years. Wow, you remember where you were 20 years ago? Yes, it, I was at home, actually, and uh, when the first tower was hit, it was actually the Jizzle who called me like, yo, do you see what's going on on the news? And I turned on the news, and then the second uh, plane hit, and I thought it wasn't real at the time. Yeah, I was in uh, Gia's mom's basement. We were living in the basement, and uh, I remember Madison was about to be born, and we were putting together her crib when the first one hit. My dad called me and was like, we got to go to the city and pick up your mom, and... We jetted to the city to pick up moms. All right. So, again, that is going to be happening on September 12th. And tickets actually go on sale tomorrow starting at 12 p.m. Eastern. You have to have uh, proof of a full COVID-19 vaccination in order to be able to go. Okay. Kobe Bryant, his signed NBA debut sneakers have hit the auction block, and they could get $500,000. That's what people think this might go for. Bidding does start for that tomorrow as well. And Sweetie Mill arrives at McDonald's on Monday for a limited time. So you can get some Sweetie and Sour Sauce, and you can get her collaboration as well. So uh, make sure y'all get that. Remember, Travis Scott, all that stuff sold out so quickly. J, J Balvin did something mm -hmm. as well. So it's a limited edition That's Celebrity dope. Meal. That's it it includes a Big Mac, four-piece chicken McNuggets, medium fries, medium Sprite, tangy barbecue sauce, and a, a Sweetie and Sour Sauce. Okay. All right, so actually it's here. It's here. You said today, yeah. I seen it in some McDonald's it's doing here. some press. 
All right, now Meek Mill has some new music out, and he has a video as well. It's called War Stories. We haven't heard any new Meek Mill music in a minute, I feel like, right? Mm-hmm. And then there is this rumor, and I don't know if they're trolling us or this is true, but people are speculating that Young Miami and Diddy are dating. Now, there was a picture that was a post and delete where she was sitting on his lap, and then she posted this. I haven't been alive in a while, you guys. Like, I feel like a new woman. I want to tell the world is you on loving. I got a secret that's in my heart. I want to tell the world that I'm loving you, babe. Now, listen, Diddy's working on some new music, so mm-hmm. this could just be something that is like, okay, let's fall for this one. But Diddy posted this. Enjoy the summer. <laughs> it's going to be a winter. Season. It's my season. All right. Well, how so. old is she? She's what, 24, 25? I think Diddy's what, 49, 50? I don't know. They look happy to each other. Every time I see them with each other, they look happy. They so look, it's real? They, I, I don't know. I mean, they could just be, you know, Diddy could be helping out with her career. But every time I see them together, they're smiling, laughing, and they look happy. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. And at the end of the day, that's what all it's about, right? Being happy. Right. I'm just saying, I know he's working on an album, so I don't know if it's. For, for that or what? Yeah, rest in peace, Chucky Thompson. Again, you know, Chucky, I, I think he was doing some work on Diddy's album too. So, rest in peace to producer extraordinaire Chucky Thompson was was pivotal, pivotal in Mary J. Blige's career, Notorious B.I.G.'s career, and a, a, a whole a, a whole lot of artists. So, definitely rest in peace. All right. Now, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in 800-585-1051. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. That's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And our friends at Samsung have something big brewing over there, and I think it has to do with the new Samsung Galaxy. They keep saying, are you ready for this life? Not sure what it means? But come August 11th, we're all going to find out. Learn more at Samsung.com slash reserve. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I got four days left to my uh, Atlantic City Carcella. So if you're heading out there, we're going to have a great time this weekend from celebrity cars, exotic cars, food trucks, face painters, amusement rides, carnival rides, uh, monster trucks. NASCAR will be in there with their pit crew. And so many uh, different cars. So I it can't feels wait like to see this approach really quickly for some reason. It got there. It got there really quickly. Doing outside events, you just keep your mind, your your eye on the weather at all times. So like I, I can tell you everything about the weather. It's a thirty percent chance of raining. The weather's supposed to start raining, drizzling at about six. It's supposed to end at eight, and then it's supposed to be nice. But you just never know. But it looks like it's gonna be a nice day in the daytime. Eighty nine degrees, so not too hot. So I'm excited. Well, I'm not gonna bring my car then. I don't want it to get wet. Oh, that's the reason you don't want to bring your car? Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. But it's going to be a nice day, so I can't wait to see you guys. All right. So um, when we come back, positive notice, The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yes, we are. And make sure y'all tune into my Facebook audio room tonight at 6 p.m. We'll be talking about this hair business. I have a hair store in Detroit. It's called Private Label. I'll be discussing with my partner. He has multiple locations that he's open. And also, he has options for everybody that wants to be an entrepreneur, sell your own hair and your own products. He can help you with that. And then my girl, Miss Jessie, from Miss Jessie's Miko, she started Miss Jessie's and... That hair, um, that hair line has definitely been around and been consistent for such a long time. And so we'll just be discussing the business of hair. All right. And Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yeah, first of all, I want to tell everybody a thank you for uh, purchasing Shallow Waters by Anita Kopax. Okay, if you have not gone to do that, go do that. It's a fictional book about the Yoruba deity of the sea. 
Yimmy Ya. Okay, so make sure you go out there and grab shallow waters. And my positive note is simply, simply this, man. It comes from the great Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela once said, there is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs>